Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Say, God, make me what you want me to be. <laughs> make me what you want me to be. You're the potter. I'm the clay. Make me new tonight. it's not over it's not over for you God's God's here tonight to tell somebody it's time for something new it's time to walk into something new hallelujah I've come to talk to somebody who's dealing with their past tonight you can leave free from that God doesn't want you to walk out of this room with your past. He doesn't want you to walk out of this room as marred clay. He wants to take you and mold you. The Holy Ghost is in the room tonight. Jeremiah chapter 18. 
the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will cause thee to hear my words then I went down to the potter's house and behold he wrought a work on the wheels and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter so he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came, say, came to me saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. Amen. We're going to talk on the potter's house. Can you lift up your hands and your voices one more time in this place? Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. That's it, that's it, that's it. God, I worship you. You may be seated in the potter's house, in the potter's house, in the potter's house. Let me read to you the message version. God told Jeremiah, up on your feet, go to the potter's house, and when you get there, I'll tell you what I have to say. So I went to the potter's house, and sure enough, the potter was there working away at his wheel, and whenever the, the pot the potter was working on turned out badly, as sometimes happens when you're working with clay, the potter would simply start over and use the same clay to make another pot. That's what I'm learning about God. I'm learning that God is, he's a maker. He makes things. God is a creator. He creates and he forms and he's creative and God makes things. You notice it with the sun and the sky, stars and the moon. and He spoke to darkness and light burst through. He makes things. He kneeled down into the dirt. He picked up dust and he said, I want you to contain everything that a living body needs to survive. I want you to be that. I make things out of nothing. He makes and he creates and he forms the things you see and the things you don't see. Your emotions, what you feel, your happiness, your sadness, your joy, to be afraid. Your feelings. He, he makes your emotions. God is a maker. He makes and he creates. That's the God I serve. He's always forming something. He creates purpose. He designs purpose for your life. And he creates understanding. He makes understanding so you can see what he has for you. So you can understand what God wants to do in your life. He is a maker. He's a creator. He's somebody that forms things. He loves it. In this passage, in the scripture, he says to Jeremiah, he says, Jeremiah, I want you to go to the potter's house. And when you get there... I'm going to show you something. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to tell you something important. So Jeremiah, he makes his way and he goes to the potter's house. And I see him just looking through the window and he's glancing in and he's just looking in. And the, the Bible says that he, he sees this potter. The potter's on a stool and he's working and, and, and there's the clay and the clay is on the wheel and, and the potter's hands are around it and he's, he's forming and he's shaping this, this clay and he's making something beautiful and he 
he's, he's forming it. But the Bible says, and this is, this is what caught me. This is what strikes me. The Bible says the, the clay became marred. That means, that means it was filled with imperfection. It was broken and it, it didn't form properly. It didn't, it didn't create the way that the creator intended it. It was marred. There's something not right about it. What, what, what gets me is what God chose to do with the marred clay. As, as someone who likes to sit down at a piano, and back in the day, I'd sit there with a, a, a pencil before you had, before there were iPads, and I'd have a piece of paper and a notebook, and I'd have a pencil, and I'd, I'd sit there at, at the piano, and, and I would try to write a song, and I'd sit there writing lyrics and writing melodies and chords, and, and I would write, and, and I would be like, ah, that's not very good. And I would take that piece of paper and I'd rip it and I would crumble it up and I'd throw it on the ground and I'd start again. And I'd write and I, oh, I don't like the way that sounds. That's worthless. It's useless. It's not going to do any good. I feel the Holy Ghost. It's not going to do any good. And I'd take it and I'd take it and I'd crumple it up and I'd throw it on the ground and it, it didn't make sense. And I'd write again. And, and this time I, I liked the lyrics. I didn't like the melody. It's, it's not going to work. It's not going to fit. And I'd take it and I'd crumple it up again. It was useless. It had no value. To me, as someone who likes to create or likes to make something, oh, when, when I looked at this passage where, where, where the, uh, God has this marred clay, what he chooses to do with it surprises me. Because if it were me, I would look at the imperfection and I would look at everything that was wrong with it and, and I would say this is useless clay and it's broken clay and it's, it's not going to work out. What made it marred? What made it marred was, was it, it could have been too dry. It could have dried up. Or, or there could have been uh, things that got mixed in it that weren't supposed to be with the clay. And it wasn't supposed to be there. And because of that, it mars it. And it fills it with imperfections. And so for me, I would just take it and I would throw it to the side. Say, this is useless. This is worthless. It's got no value. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to become something word the word marred I'll tell you what this means real quick it's from the hebrew word shakath which means a corrupted thing ruined spoiled wasted to me to me i take that marred clay that the potter is forming and i would say it's not good enough and i'd throw it away but do you know what the bible said the potter would take that marred clay filled with imperfections, worthless, and he'd take it and he'd break it down and he'd start again with the same clay. The same clay. Oh, but God, I, I've got too much baggage. I've been through too many things. God, I'm marred with imperfections. I'm hurting. I'm bleeding. I'm wounded. God, I'm just marred clay. Why wouldn't you just throw me away? If it were me, I'd toss it away. I can't see anything beautiful come from it, but oh no. God says, I'm going to take it. I'm going to crush it.
sit down and I'm going to remake it with the same clay. And I'm going to make it beautiful. And I don't care what you're bringing. I don't care your past. I don't care what you, 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 who you think you are. What you think you're worth. Because to me, you are valuable. And I love you. And tonight, you're in the potter's house. Can you lift up your hands all across the room? Hallelujah. Close my mind that God doesn't throw it away. It's been through too much. It's been contaminated too much. It's too dry. It's a wasted piece. It's not good enough. I can't use it. I can't make with it. I can't create with it. I, it's not pliable. But he takes that marred piece of clay. Just so you know, there's nothing that you can do. There's no place you can go too far that could cause God to stop and say, this piece I can't do anything. There's no place too far away where God takes you and he throws you away. I want you to know tonight, there's still value in you. You have worth. You are loved. You are desired. He said in verse 4, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Now this is interesting. Understand this. It's marred in the hand, not by the hand. So through the imperfections and the tragedies and the failures and the hurts and the wounds and the bleeding, you, you need to know tonight you never left his hand. You never left his hand. God, last year was a tough year. God, I've been, I'm going through so much. Today's been a tough day. Today's been a hard day. I'm just Mark Clay. He wants you to know tonight, you never left his hands. You're still there. You don't feel like it. You feel the imperfections, but just know. He's, do you see it? Do you see right up here? Do you see the hands? Around the clay, he's never let you go. Why? Because he loves. He loves you. He loves, he loves, he loves you. The prodigal, he asked for his inheritance. This is so interesting because the thing is like, the prodigal, he, he asked for his inheritance and then he, he leaves. And, but can I, can I tell you like, you don't just wake up on a Wednesday and say, I'm gone. Somewhere before he left, he got disconnected with his father. How many times did he sit in the presence of his father? How many times was he in the room of his father and his family? And, and they're having a good time and they're, they're moving and they're having fun and they're having a party. But, but here's that brother, here's that son, and he's sitting there and he's disconnected from his family. question tonight is how many times have we sat in the presence of our father and we're disconnected we're, we're here we're here oh but 
before you ever leave, before you ever decide now you're not coming back, you left a long time ago. Left a long time ago. So he asks for his inheritance. He goes and he spends it. He's, he's out and, and he's got no money left. He's in a bad situation. I think he hit rock bottom, not here, but when he left, he hit rock bottom. But he goes and he spends it all. And his mindset is, if I can make it back to the family's house, my father's house. If I can just make it back, I can be a servant to him. You know what the biggest lie of the enemy is? The biggest lie is to make you think you're not who you really are. When he said, I'm going to go and just be a servant, you know what he was saying? He was saying, I'm marred clay. I'm of no value. I'm of no purpose. If I can go back and I can be a servant. He's saying, my past is too big. He's saying, what I'm dealing with is too much. My imperfections are too much. the thing is when he got when he pulled up when he came walking up and his father saw him from afar it didn't matter where he went what he did you know what he didn't bring up you know what the father didn't bring up he didn't bring up all the dinners that they were together and he recognized the friction in the family none of that mattered None of that mattered. His son was home. The enemy wants you to think you're worthless. You're just a servant. What you've done is too much. What you're carrying is too big. But God wants you to know, no, you're my son. You're my daughter. I'm Mark Clay, but God, make me new. Can you lift up your hands and your voices to the heavens all across the room tonight? You're in the potter's house. Go get the robe. He's not a servant. He's my son. Go get the robe. She's not a servant. She's my daughter. Who you think you are isn't who your father says you are. Who the enemy says you are isn't who your father says you are. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. There may, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Yes. Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship. Hey, he's making me. I'm Mark Clay, but he's making me new. He's creating in me. He's forming you. He's shaping you. Romans 8, 14 and 19. You want to know who you are tonight? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. I'm his. I'm all his. And he loves me. And he loves me. And he loves you. He's not done with you yet. He, has, he hasn't given up on you yet. He hasn't forgotten about you. The whole time you've been marred and scarred and broken and wounded, he's kept you on the wheel and in his hand. The service 
tonight started with this verse. Zephaniah 3 and 17, for the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. Woo! What the enemy says you are. I just want you to listen for the other voice. I just want you to listen for the other voice that's singing over your life. That's telling you you're a daughter of God. You're a son of God. I'm Mark Clay, but he's not done with me. He's not throwing me away. He's going to create something new from this same piece of clay. We're in the potter's house. First John 4 and 19, we love him because he first loved us. I love you, God, because you loved me. Stand with me. God's not interested in just repairing you. He wants to break all of it down and start over with the same clay, making something new. He's not trying to make something damaged just work. You can take a broken bowl. You can pick up, reach down and you can pick up all the pieces or as many as you can and you can grab the glue or the epoxy. You can put those pieces back on that broken bowl. But it's still going to be imperfect. You can repair something that once had value that was broken, but it'll never have the same value as it did when it was original. could take a car that was in an accident you can repair the broken pieces you can make it like new but it won't be worth what it did before the accident God's not interested in repairing you to a place where you aren't as strong as you should be you aren't as whole as you should be you aren't worth as much as you should be he says old things are passed away behold all things become new I want to make a call to us tonight your past isn't who you are it's not your worth and it's not your value. I used to collect basketball cards. Tons of them. Hundreds of them. And we would go and we'd get these price guides and we'd call them Beckett's. Well, that's what they were. They were Beckett's and they were these price guides. And they would tell you the worth of your card. There are two things that determine that worth. The first thing is who's on the card and who they are. The second thing is the condition of that card. That determined the price of your card. Can I tell you where God is different than a basketball card price guide? What determines your value is who you are, but not your condition. You can, what, what caused the condition of a card to be less valuable is if it had bends and it was ripped and the corners were afraid can I tell you your value does not go down based on the condition of your life right now all that matters your value is who you are and you know how you know that because God decided a cross 
was going to pay that ultimate price and determine your value. And there's nothing you can do to change what you're worth in his eyes. There's no condition. There's no point in your life. You can be so low that God says she's not worth it. He's already determined that you were worth everything. He's already determined you were worth him laying it all down. And there's nothing you can do to change it. Close your eyes with me. Tonight, let him take what is marred and broken and wounded and hurting and let him start over with the same clay. Tonight, let him make you new. Let him create you without the brokenness, the scars, and the imperfection. He loves you and he's reaching for you tonight. Hear me, he's never stopped calling you. He's never stopped loving you. He's never walked away from you. He's never taken his hands off the potter's wheel. Whatever happened to disconnect you from the Father, from his love, listen, he'll never look at you at just, as just a servant or an outcast. He will always look at you as his son and as his daughter. Don't live behind a fake smile and a hurting heart. Let the maker make you new tonight. Keep your eyes closed. One more thing. When you open your eyes tonight, I want you to realize something. You're not just standing in a building you're not just standing in a room surrounded by random people. Tonight you're standing in a potter's house. And it's time for you to not be repaired, but to be made new. So tonight as you open your eyes, I would like you to come to this altar with hands raised, voices to the heavens, if you would come. Tonight, let the maker make new things in your life. Can you lift up your hands and your voices to the heavens all across this room? God's in this place. He's been talking to you tonight. He's been talking to somebody tonight. You're valuable. You're loved. You're worth it. You're called. The enemy wants you to doubt your calling. I want to tell you tonight, I want to remind you, God's called you, you're called, nothing can change. That's it, lift your voice all across the room. The Lord is speaking to somebody. You're in the potter's house tonight. He's called you into this, this place. He's called you into his house tonight because he's making you new. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.